Lena Tran is one of the most talented, hardworking young women that I've ever met. She started working in her family's business when she was only nine years old. She started as a receptionist. She's been a dental assistant, a dental hygienist. She started her own business in the dental industry just a few years ago. But when she made the transition into direct sales, four months in, she made $32,000 in a single month. So since she did so well, now Lena Tran is hiring and teaching and training other representatives who wanna make the jump from a nine to five into a direct sales position. So let's hear from Lena and see what she has to say on the show today. So Lena, we're super excited to have you on the podcast with us this week. Uh, for people who don't know you, um, let's get started and just give them a little background on where you came from and you know how you got started. So. First off, uh, where'd you grow up? Where'd you, where were you born? I was born in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay, Fort Worth, Texas. And what was your family like? I have a really big family. We're pretty all really close-knit group. Um, my mom and all my whole family um, escaped the Vietnam War and moved to uh, the United States. So imagine not knowing any English, don't know, don't have a job, but you have a whole family. My grandma had like nine kids and each of them had four kids. So there's like 36 cousins. And just imagine just starting from the ground and not knowing anything. Wow. So that's where I got my hustle mentality from. They really just made a whole life Built a for whole them. a whole new life, yeah. That's crazy. So when, so this was during the Vietnam War that your mom came to America at that point. Wow, that's incredible. And so this was your your mom, and had she met your dad yet? No, they met in the United States. Okay, so they met here. That's awesome. And so you have your mom, your dad, and how many siblings do you have? Three sisters and two brothers. Three sisters, two brothers. So there's six in your family. And then you said you have a lot of cousins, right? Like how many, how many cousins, how many trans are out there from your group? Um, I would say at least 36 and then they multiplied and had more kids. So I would say at least 45. Wow. That's a pretty big family. Okay. So growing up, you grew up in Texas, right? In Fort Worth, Texas area. And what'd you do growing up? Were you like, did you play any sports? Were you into music? I was kind of a awkward kid didn't really talk as much. Um, I was really into theater and band. So a little bit of a band geek? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Thank you for your honesty. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. What instrument did you play? Um, the violin. Played violin. Nice. Okay. So you grew up, you played violin. You're kind of a, a little bit of a theater person where any, any specific theater productions that we might have seen you in? Um, so it was a high school theater production. It was the Crucible, if anybody has ever read up on The Crucible in high school, you know it was uh, pretty terrible. At what point did you have your first like work experience? When I was like at least nine or 10. So the first business my family ever owned together was a gas station. Okay. So my first job was ringing up um, at the cashier. If I wanted $20 on pump number four, I would come up and talk to nine-year-old Lena Tran at the gas station. Exactly. Nice. That was me. 
Okay. And so then you worked at the gas station for a little bit. What was your next job after that? Um, then we opened a smoothie shop, like a boba tea shop. That was like one of the first boba tea shops in Texas. Now it's like everywhere. Yeah. So um, it was just me and my cousins making uh, smoothies, boba tea for um, clients. Whoever. And, yeah, yeah. Customers. Okay. And how old were you at that point? I was probably like 11. Second job at 11 years old. <laughs> wow. Okay. And what's next after that? I worked in retail. I was, I worked at Forever 21 in Abercrombie and Fitch. Nice. In high school. So that was a... So you were hot shit at that point. You were like 15 years old. You were a sales associate at Forever 21 in high school. That's like... If you think back to high school, that's pretty solid like social status if you work at Forever 21 in high school. And it sounds like that was the first job that wasn't working in one of your family's family businesses. Is that most of what your parents and their siblings did was mostly starting businesses? Pretty much my whole family has their own business. Okay. So what are some of the other ones? I know there was the gas station. There was the smoothie shop. What are some of the other businesses that your family owned? My aunt owns a telecommunication um, business. Um, another business was a dental business that me and my whole family worked in. Nice. I know that like a lot of your family is involved in dental, um, but like, where do you think that where do you think that comes from? Because so much of the population, almost everybody, has like a traditional job where they work for somebody else. But why do you think in your family it's so normal for people to start their own business of some kind? I mean, that's just how their mentality was when they moved to the United States. Because my uncle graduated um, dental school and then we just all sat down as a family and was just like, well, let's just really learn this business and figure it out. We're like, okay, so you're gonna go to dental school, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, but we had no training. So we all started off at uh, one location. They opened that up and it was just from the front, the back, the hygienists, the doctors, they were all my aunts, uncles, and cousins. I didn't really know anything about dental right out of high school. I was like 19. And uh, my uncle was like, well, you're never gonna learn unless you just do it. Yeah. Most people would go to proper training but my uncle was like, you'll learn better hands-on. So I remember my first patient that I worked on with him and I was sweating. He's like, don't worry, I'll walk you right through it. I'll tell you what to pass me. Just make sure you suction on the spit. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got this. And I'm like, I got it. So I had the high-speed section and the little section. I'm like getting all the spit and everything. And then I accidentally suctioned the patient's uvula and it got stuck. <laughs> In the, it got stuck in the high speed section. And that's section. the thing, like right here, yeah, or no, oh, like in the, the back, like the yeah, the, the gobbler thing. <laughs> oh my god! And I was like panicking. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, what do I do? What do I do? He's like, turn it off. I'm like, how do you turn it off? And so yeah, that was a really uh, that was an experience. That sounds so much like it. It's like reminds me of me and you, your first presentation, because there's so much like anxiety building up before the first time you do something and you want to be perfect. You're like, wait, I'm, I'm thinking about all these scenarios. What if this happens? You probably didn't think, what if I suction their uvula? But, <laughs> but that's like the point is you can't possibly prepare for everything. And so the best way is just dive in and do it. And then 
after that, then you know, okay, probably don't suction the patient's uvula because it's not going to go well. That's awesome. So from there, um, we needed more, we were opening a second location. Mm -hmm. Then I became um, a manager at that location. Okay. And then we helped build up that business. And then we opened another location, but we're running... We're like, okay, we, we need more dental hygienists at this point. They're like, okay, so you're going to go to dental school. I'm like, okay. So I went to dental school, graduated, became a dental hygienist, came back, worked for my family, and then we opened another location. And then all 36 of my cousins were all divided up into different cities and just work together. So you started in the industry from like having no certifications at all and you know suctioning people's uvulas and stuff like that and then you realized okay there's probably value if i do you know go through and get the certification so you went to that that would probably be like a tech school sort of thing to get your certification or it's like dental school specifically um to become a dental hygienist yeah oh no you have to go to dental school specifically to dental school yeah you go to college all right so you go to dental college for that and then i know you were working in your family's uh various different dental offices for quite some time but at a certain point you kind of uh, branched out and started your own business in dental so what was that like so um, building those businesses with my family um, that's where it kind of like sparked my business mentality to build my own business Mm -hmm. because you know working for your family it's kind of too much high expectations. Yeah. I wasn't just a dental hygienist. I was the manager. I was the assistant. I was a stock person. I was the bill collector. I was literally everything. everything. Yeah. So, um, but then I just figured, like, what do I know? I wanted to really build a business. Like, what am I really good at? And I'm really good at dental yeah. and dental hygiene and building dental businesses. And so I just started um, becoming a. I saw a niche in the dental world where as a dental hygienist, most of them are females. Mm-hmm. So what does females do? They get they get pregnant, they have to leave work or they get sick or they have children. So most of these women are always going to have to call off work. Mm-hmm. But who are, who's going to replace them? So I just started um, calling dental offices, just offering my services to them as a contractor. And then I had one, and then word of mouth came, and they had another office, and then another office, another office. So they would just call me, and then I would just run around all DFW working for all types of different dental doctors. And you were just doing whatever they needed. So if they needed a dental assistant, sure you fill in and do that, or? No, strictly as a dental hygienist. As a hygienist, okay. So basically, you just you found out you have the training as a hygienist, you know how to do it. So you just basically looked at what are all the other areas in the market, all these other different dental shops that have work for you. And you were just picking up every single shift. So when you when you really got going with that, like how how often were you working? Was it five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week? Like- At first, it just started off like, I don't know, like two days a week or so. Mm-hmm. And then um, then it just migrated to almost every day. So you built that up pretty darn quickly. Um, and at that point, you know, you were doing dental, which is something that you didn't really choose into, but you, you've 
you found that you really did enjoy it and you were good at it and everything. Okay. Um, so then somewhere around here in the mix, uh, I ended up on a call with you and we started talking about us working together. So where, where did that fall in? How, how long were you doing the dental business before we met? I was doing it for a very long time. I would say at least like four years. And so what were, what were some of the things you liked about it? And what were some of the things that you kind of wanted to change? I liked that I was working for myself mm -hmm. and I was leaving home with a paycheck every day. Yeah. Because I'm not their employee, so they had to pay me. They had to pay you every day. Yeah. So I liked that aspect of it. And then um, just working for myself. So I really did like that. Yeah, there's a lot of power that comes with that. I mean, because every single day you got to choose whether you take that shift yeah. or not. Yeah. Versus most p places where you don't show up for your shift one day and you could be fired. Okay. And on the flip side, what are some of the things that maybe you, you didn't enjoy about it or you wanted to change about it? I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it. I really did enjoy it. And meeting new people, meeting new doctors and patients and clients and stuff. And, um, but I just wanted to make another source of income because I was always going to make a certain amount. Yeah. Because you were, you were capped by your time, basically. Because even if you operated at max capacity, you could only do seven shifts a week, right? I mean, if, if you worked seven days a week. So then when you started thinking about that, what did you, what was the move from there? Did you, did you start looking for other jobs or start looking at other businesses you could start? Like what happened then? So I've been thinking about it for a while and what else that I can do to bring more source of income into my life. But I never really had the, the idea or I did have several ideas and they didn't really work out really well, so. Yeah. What were some of those? One was tattooing. Okay. I was like, I, I can do that. Yeah. So I tried that, but then the commitment of tattooing something on someone and messing up and not being able to fix it really didn't sit well with me. So I was like, okay, maybe not that. So yeah. it didn't work out very well. Maybe tattoo people's uvulas for them specifically? I mean, <laughs> I think that would hurt really bad, but yeah. um, but that didn't work out very well. And so I was just looking for an opportunity that already had the structure and the tools for me to be successful. Okay. And so how did that come about for you? Like what, what led you to, what led us to working together? Well, um, so one day... One of my really good friends, love her to death, and she was like, "You know what? I think, I think we finally found something here, Lena." I'm like, "What is it?" She's like, "Well, I'm not really quite sure what it is yet. I'm gonna try it out first, but I, because we've been looking at how we could work together, yeah, for a very long time, and so I was like, okay. She told me about it, and I was like, I'm down. Just let me know when, and." She told me about it and I was like, all right, let's just give it a try. You never know unless you try. So that was it. She was like, I'm starting something. I don't know what it is, but I'm excited about it. Well, she kind of knew that a little bit. She just told me it was insurance. Okay. That's all she really, uh, I think that's all we really talked about, really. Can't really remember, but she's like, yeah, I think I got a really cool 
opportunity here, but I don't know how it's gonna work out. So I'm gonna go uh, do my research and I'm gonna get back to you on it. But it's, she told me it was like an insurance gig. So I was like, okay, I'm okay. down. Nice. And then a couple months later, so somewhere in there, me and you ended up on a call talking about it. Okay. And so like, what was your first impression of working with me or working with our company? The idea of working from home mm -hmm. is really cool. Working in, um, there was no cap on how much you can make. You can, as hard, the more efforts you put in, the more time and the more hard work you put in, the more, the more money you will make. Yeah, because that was what kind of held you back before in dental is even though you were great at it and you enjoyed it and you were passionate about it, there was always kind of a cap there and you reached it. So I think that's tough for a lot of people when you reach that cap and all of a sudden you're like, I'm not really motivated to do this anymore because, you know, I kind of got as far as I can get. There's no more mountains to climb. So... Okay, so that was what stuck out to you about it. Do you have any reservations? Was there was there anything that had you a little bit worried or a little bit concerned? I was never really worried or concerned because if it was coming from like one of my best friends, yeah. I knew she was, I knew it was something that she would never put me in. You got really lucky because you had one of your best friends who you, you know and you love and you trust and she was able to put her stamp of approval on working with me and us working together so you kind of just trusted her automatically yeah, i just took her word for it nice and just went all in i was like all right sister let's go <laughs> that's awesome so what was like what was the beginning like what was the beginning of working with us like oh okay um in the beginning uh there was a lot of training mm-hmm which um, I'm really glad about that because I didn't know anything that I was doing. Yeah. But I'm more of a hands-on person. Mm -hmm. I'm not more of like study type of thing. Yeah. So I um, just went for it. I mean, it was, I remember my first presentation. Yeah. Larry Lewis. Larry, you know his name. Yeah, Larry wow. Lewis. Poor Larry Lewis, man. <laughs> Oh man, so uh, that presentation was three hours long. I think we started at like 10 and it, it was like getting closer to midnight and he was still in the call with me, still working through it. Like he was so nice. He was, And it was my very first day. Yeah. It was my very first day. Didn't read the script. I think my laptop died. So like, I couldn't ask anybody for help or <laughs> I was freaking out there. I was like, oh my God. But he, he, was a, he was a sweet dude. So he, and he saw value in the product and I was surprised. He was like, yeah, let's do it. Like I really do need this life insurance thing. So. So you felt, you didn't feel good at all about the way you did the presentation. Everything that went wrong or that could have gone wrong went wrong but you still ended up getting the sale because he saw the value for it. Yes. Okay, and like training, I did a lot of your training and so did your really good friend. Would you say that we trained you in like a very like um, studying sort of style or are we more the like throw you right in there, let you suck that guy's uvula kind of training? No, and so 
Of course, it was practice. Yeah. Right. So um, it was, you know, a lot of you know the training. I really enjoyed that um, because it really set me up to not fail. Yeah. And um, I had a lot of support groups in our team mm -hmm. that was helping out, so that really helped out a lot. But I'm a more of a hands-on person. Yeah. So I guess some people would like to study more, but I was just like, just throw me in there, coach. Like I yeah. don't own. I won't learn unless I do it. Yeah, I remember that about you. I remember we were sitting there and you know you were doing presentations like that and I remember watching in the beginning, you, you saying some stuff, I was like, that's not right. That's not how that works, but it's okay. We're just gonna charge through it and we'll talk about it after. So now fast forward, you've been with us for how long now? Everything is going on six months now. Six months now, okay, and so that First month, I remember, do you remember how much you told me you needed to make? Because I know that's like one of the questions I ask you before we even hire you, something in the interview. Do you remember how much you told me you needed to make? Um, comfortably, just to make sure all my bills and everything are paid, a minimum of 8000 And I remember that first month, it was a very uh, good amount of pressure. It was like, okay, got to make sure we make that $8,000 or so. And I think the first month we came pretty darn close to it. Maybe didn't quite hit 8,000, but we came very close to that your first month. But now you've been here for six months or so. So like, what's the most you've made in a month now? So the very first month, I was still working a part-time job. Yeah. So I was doing this from um, five to like 10. So you're still doing dental a lot of the time. You're still taking a lot of shifts doing dental, but you were doing this in your spare time, trying to make enough money to make the transition. And how much did you make your first month? Um, I think I sold um, twelve to thirteen thousand the first month, and I made at least six, seven thousand. Wow, that's awesome! Very first month with us. No, never worked in insurance before. Just got your license. That's pretty impressive. Okay, and then now that you've been with us six months, what's the most income cash that you've made in one month? with us um over thirty thousand over thirty thousand dollars in a single month mm -hmm. so if you were going to do that in dental how would you do that in dental like in your in your business before they wouldn't work there's there's no way to do it i mean i was it was just a one woman team yeah it was just me i mean i guess if it was a bigger team but i mean i wouldn't be able to do that yeah so you've made over $30,000 in a month now. You haven't even, you just hit your six months mark with us. So where do you think you're gonna grow from here? Like what's what's the focus now? Um, the focus now for me is trying to replicate myself into another person. Okay. And building a team that also, and helping them potentially make $30,000 a month. And is there any particular groups or people that you'd really want to work with, that you'd want to teach how to do that? Um, my best friends. Yeah. They're, we all work together, so that's really awesome that we see each other every day on Zoom. That is pretty awesome. And how did that happen? Did you guys get to pick who you worked with? Yeah, absolutely. So just wrote down, went through my contacts, who would need extra income, who would be really good at sales, and naturally it was my best friends best friends of course they're the people you want to help the most are going to be the people you care about the most so your friends and family yeah and so when i left my dental job that i was contracted at one of the 
hygienist there noticed that I didn't work there anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was very vocal about what I did and I post about it and stuff. So uh, my coworkers told her that, oh, she, she quit because she's working insurance and she's making a lot of money. And so she got interested about it and gave me a call. And then she now is working with us. Yeah, that's awesome. So what was like the first major milestone here where it happens to everybody at a different spot, but what was the first major milestone where you really believed, okay, I've got this, I can build a business here. This can, this can be my, I don't know about career, but this can be the business that I work with for, you know, the next decade or the next, the rest of my life or whatever. What, what was that moment where you really know, knew this was the place for you? So my milestone wasn't hitting, I mean, gold club or making, selling over $50,000 in a month. That, I mean, that was huge, but my biggest milestone would have been um, my best friend hitting her 10K and yeah. helping her reach her goal and helping her actually um, make a lot of money. And so that's when it kind of clicked in me that okay, I can really build a business here because it actually works. I think that says a lot about who you are as a person because, you know, the people listening probably don't understand the terms, but basically what you're saying is you made over 30 grand in a month on your own personal sales. And I'm sure that was awesome. That was really cool for you. You enjoyed that. But the point where you really knew this was like home for you was not when you made 30 grand, but when you got to, hire one of your best friends and see that person make $8,000 in a month and see all the positive effects in that person's life. So tell us a little bit about that. Like what was, what was the conversation like when you were talking with your friend about this business? She is one of my best friends and she just, I, we talk all the time and I just know that she's been struggling. And she just, um, she has a newborn, I wouldn't say a newborn, but she has a one-year-old baby now. She has she has a kid. Mm -hmm. And so finances change once you have a child. They yeah. get more expensive. Yeah. And she would just call me being stressed out all the time. And we'll talk about it. She'll cry about it and stuff. And so um, naturally, I told her about it. Yeah. And then she was like, hmm, that's interesting. And then we gradually started talking about it more. And then she was, and then eventually she was like, yeah, really, let's just give it a shot. Let's just give it a go. And here we are. So, yeah. And now she's making more money than she ever did at her regular job, which she just quit. And so now she's working at home, gets to stay home with her baby. Yeah. And work with all her best friends. And we have each other's back. And she's, you know, making more money than she ever did. So. Those are like the most rewarding people to work with too is because so many people have a life change like that. And like Heidi, for example, she was an incredibly talented person before her child, right? And she was doing very well and all that. And then you have something great happen, like you have a child and that actually severely limits you because a lot of employers are like, oh, we don't want to work with somebody who's a new mother because they're going to have to have all this flexibility and they're going to have to, you know, be calling out and they're going to put their child first, which like no shit, you should put your child first all of the time. And it
it's a shame because so many of those people in that situations, or maybe when somebody becomes a single parent or makes a life change, their work situation gets, you know, gets erased and it makes it really difficult. So when those people get to come and apply their skills here and win really big, those are like the most rewarding people to work with because they didn't lose any of their skills. She didn't become less talented when she had a child. She didn't like get less work ethic, probably more if anything. But I think a lot of employers out there just like fail to realize that and they're just looking way too short term. So we'll, I don't know about you, but I'll take all those people. I'm, I'm happy to work with all those Same. people like that. Every single person that their employer doesn't want them anymore because they just had a child. So they just need a little more flexibility and understanding. Let's take them all. Exactly. I mean. And just seeing how it changed her life really made me want to build a team because now that I helped one, I would like to help and change other people's lives. So how big do you see this getting? Like, how big of an agency do you feel like you're going to be building? So our agency right now, it's growing at a rapid rate. Yeah. And it's so cool because we all live in the same state. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, we're a really tight-knit group. We, I just see it growing so much bigger. And yeah. it, 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 it's, it's already happening, so. Yeah. I, I think every other day I, it's been at least in the last month, every other day, I get an email that a, a new person is being onboarded onto your team with you and, and your other partners. So that means you guys are showing a lot of success and helping people quite a bit. So that's really, really cool. So if you could pick like the ideal person, right? So if you could kind of paint the picture of the ideal person that you really want to work with and you want to help, what would that look like? What does that person look like to you? I would say someone that is, you know, struggling and and someone that's a really hard worker and someone that just wants a change in their lives and but is willing to put in the work and the effort and be coachable and just being consistent. And um, that's basically it. It's just someone that's willing to put in that effort to change their lives, really. So somebody just like you were, somebody who's got all the talent and all the confidence and all the work ethic, but somebody who maybe just hasn't found the right vehicle yet. So that's awesome. Okay. And, you know, right, you used to work almost all with family. Now you get to work pretty much all with friends. So what would you say is a major difference? I mean, you worked 100% family businesses all growing up, and now you get to work 100% with your friends. So how is it different? Um, much more relaxed, I would say. I mean, because when you work with your family, you, oh my God, it's just never really a day off, really. Yeah. You're constantly working when you're at work, constantly working when you're at home, constantly surrounded by your coworkers every single day because it's your family. It's really awkward to ask for time off because my mom would be like, where are you going? <laughs> like, why, where are you going, where are you going? Yeah. And it's, they're always in your business all yeah. the time. And then just, you know, we would have family feuds at work. Yeah. So 
That was weird. <laughs> well, they say your, you know, your friends are like the family that you choose. So I think that's cool. You guys have such an awesome tight-knit group of friends working together. So that's really, really cool. Okay. And I mean, now you're, you're, you've been in business uh, together with me for six months. So you see yourself building a really big agency. Um, so if you had one message out there to the people watching about your team and your business uh, and about, you know, what they should do if they're thinking about reaching out to you or joining, like, what would that be? What would you say to somebody who's maybe on the outside looking in that not sure if they want to join or if it's a good business? What would you say to them? I would just say, you know, you never know unless you try. You know, at least you know you like live through life knowing that you tried rather than what if. Yeah. That That's always been my thing. I've always like, I never know unless I try. I would never know the outcome unless I try. And so, and just give it your all. I mean, I, I would just say, if you need a change in life and change in pace and just want to grow your own business, but really don't know what's a, where to start, I would say this would be a, a good start. Just even the business model is a really good start. And I would say just you never know unless you try. So give it a shot. That's awesome. All right. And then what's one of the most valuable lessons that you've learned that you think everyone should have to learn at some point in their life? Not necessarily a lesson with me or with our team, but just one of what's one of the most valuable lessons that you've learned in your life that you feel like everybody should learn? One of the biggest um, lessons that I've learned is consistency. And just even though you have a hard day or if you, you know, just a bad day or anything like that, because there are bad days in sales that would just make you think, damn, should I go back to that nine to five? Because freaking Jennifer was such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. or just, you're going you're gonna to have really trying times. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I was just telling my best friend the other day, I was like, wow, this was a very um, learning curve today. Like today was a, um, a personal learning day it was just it's really it's really hard you know some days where i want to give up and i just tell myself like you left your job for a reason don't go back so you just you gotta just show up every day yeah just gotta be consistent and keep on being consistent just keep showing up be consistent be consistent don't give up and then next you know it all works out it's awesome and i'm sure it helps that you're in a really great environment with the rest of your closest friends that you get to work with too. So what's the support like from our team when when you do have a tough day? Oh, we hype each other up. So like, um, I, was, I was given an example of like three days ago mm -hmm. and me and Heidi were looking at each other like, wow, okay, it's the end of the week. We really gotta, we really gotta step it up. Mm -hmm. And we we're like, okay, okay, let's debrief. We'll sit there and talk like, okay, we got this we got this let's let's make the calls right now we got this let's do it let's do it and we'll start making calls and stuff yeah and we'll just keep calling until we get into a presentation and we did because we were just panicking like 10 minutes ago we're like 
girl, we got to do something. We got to make some sales right now. Yeah. And so we were just like having a little panic moment and we we're like, okay, we got this. Just, just, you know, we got this. Let's get it, girl. So we got on Zoom and just kept dialing until we got into a presentation. And the first person that picked up for me and her, we both made a sale the same day. That's awesome. And we got, we called each other. It was like, see what were we worried about? Like, what were we so worried about? And how about like, um, how about coaching on stuff that you guys need help with? Like if you're struggling with a part about making your calls or your agent is struggling about making their calls and the results aren't there, what do you guys do here? How do you handle those challenges? So what we do is number one, we find the problem mm -hmm. and we try to evaluate this the solution mm -hmm. and we help each other by um, you know dialing with each other um, flipping people into each other's rooms um, if there's any questions or rebuttals like we'll help each other about that we'll watch each other's presentations mm -hmm. you know just to get a feel on what we could do better or we'll, take criticism from each other. So stuff like that really does help. Awesome. And if there's like, if you guys do need help from others, if say you and your agent can't figure that out on your own, is there help there for you? Yeah, we'll call you. <laughs> you call me. You call me or there's, I mean, there's a lot of other people on our team too that yeah. know what they're doing. So a lot of people, um, I mean, we'll, obviously we'll call our best friend um, she's always willing to help. She's, she's so amazing. Like, yeah. I really love her. Um, she's always in our corner. And if we ever need help about anything, she's always there to lend a hand, talk to us through it. She helps us not panic because I'll call her and be like, man, like today, I don't know, girl. And she'll just, she'll really motivate me and really help me walk me through like getting it through the day. So yeah. I would say my best friend is one of my biggest supports in in the in my whole entire career here. Yeah, you've told me that it's kind of like she's your guy's mom and I'm your guy's dad. Is that pretty accurate? I mean, <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah. Kind of, sort of, but she's an awesome mom. I'll take that. Yeah, she is a pretty cool mom. I'm probably not too cool of a dad, uh, uh -huh. but, <laughs> but yeah, well, I think we work pretty well together, so. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been awesome, so awesome having you on the show, Lena. I think everybody learned a ton about hearing your story. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add or anything else about you know, why you feel like it's valuable for people to be working with you? I would say if you know, whoever's listening and whoever needs a change in their lives, and I would just say, don't think about it, just do it. And awesome. That's what I would say to them. Just don't think about it. Just do it. And you never know. It could be really life-changing for you. Just dive in and suck that uvula, right? Exactly. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Well, if people do want to get in contact with you, Lena, what's the best way? Should they email you? Should they follow you on Instagram? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? I think social media yeah. would be the best way. Okay. Um, because I'm constantly on my phone and so many text messages yeah on my phone i think i have like a, over like 300 text messages in there now um but i would say like social media for sure so instagram probably okay and what how do they find you on instagram what's your handle 
My handle is I am Honey Dijon. All right. That's me. All right. Well, you heard it from her. If, if you want to connect with Lena, you want to get on her team and you want to build a business together with her like she did, it's I am Honey Dijon on Instagram. So thank you so much, Lena. You did incredible. Thank you. And break.